morning. My name is Adam, and welcome to the first episode of An Unqualified Guide to the Good Life. I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Nicholas Schmaler, a.k.a. Kamau, a.k.a. the Bard of Geneva. How... Good afternoon, oh, Adam. Oh, good afternoon. Yeah, I wrote good morning. But you did. Well, you know, that's why planning doesn't always work out. Mm. How are you today, Nick? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, in Geneva quarantining with my family and uh, just uh, trying to live the good life in an unqualified way, I suppose. I'm very glad to hear that you're, you're doing good and I'm very glad to hear that um, you're, you're trying to live the good life and that you're quarantining because quarantining is for your health and of course the topic we're discussing today is, is health. And we're smooth, smooth segue. <laughs> it was it wasn't a great segue, but here we are. Okay. Um, keep going, keep going. So what we're doing, what we're discussing is how is this pandemic an opportunity for for detoxing and building healthier habits? That's what we're going to be talking about today, isn't it, Nick? Yeah, that's right. Um, I think that's a prescient question because. Um, well, everyone's at home and you've got to be productive one way or another with this time. And in many ways, well, although this is very stifling, uh, this is also, in a sense, an opportunity for you to maybe reorganize some priorities in your life and um, to ultimately build better habits for yourselves. You know, I think um, a lot of people have always had the ambition to maybe be healthier in their day to day, to give themselves more time, uh, to take care of themselves physically, spiritually, mentally, um, but the time has not always been afforded to them. They've always had to prioritize other things in their lives. And um, now with basically a limitless amount of time, there are very few excuses uh, not to put some of these uh, gentler practices into place. So I think it's a good way to explore how to do that. That is certainly uh, one one view on, on the topic. Um, do you have an alternative one? Not yet. I'm I'm coming into this as a as a blank slate, Nicholas, as a tabula rasa, so that we can impress upon me perhaps what habits are important and how to do it, and should I even bother? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I think that's fair. <laughs> um, I thought we'd start with a quote. Go on. It's from your boy. Um, you know which boy I mean, Socrates. Um. Huh founder of philosophy think? essentially yeah. yeah godfather godfather of philosophy godfather of philosophy and he was rolling around in greece with his boys aristotle and plato yeah um, well plato more than aristotle well but you know and um and this is one thing that he said on 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 one occasion <laughs> are you ready <laughs> never more so no man has the right to be an amateur in the matter of physical training. It is a shame for a man to grow old out of sheer carelessness without seeing the beauty and strength of which his body is capable. Now, do you know my favorite part of that quote, Nick? Tell me. It's the bit where he says, grow old out of sheer carelessness. Because I, I like the idea that one day you wake up and go, ah, Fuck, did I leave <laughs> did, I, did I leave the aging on again? Ah fuck. Oh well. Um 
But I think it does raise an interesting question as to the difference between health and fitness. And, and is there such a thing? And I wondered if you might have any thoughts on that topic. Yeah, yeah. Um, firstly, I like the quote. And also, I find this quote amusing because Socrates, as far as I understand it, never actually wrote anything down, right? And I can understand um, such well-put-together sentences when they come from books that you're writing. But um, the fact that he talked like that makes me wonder what kind of a person he was to hang <laughs> around with. Suspicious. What it's kind suspicious. of a context... Was he busting these out? Because I've never had a conversation where speaking like that would have been, you know, appraised or even written down and lauded for thousands of years to come. Do you think he used to hang out at, like, pretentious coffee shops and just <laughs> remain totally silent until there was a gap in the conversation? And he's like, oh, time for an aphorism. Reaching for every point he's making. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, yeah, so you brought up the difference between health and fitness. Yeah. And um, I think there are some differences in the sense that maybe the objectives which they encompass um, and the elements of our experience which they refer to can be different, but there is also a lot of overlap. Um, I would qualify fitness as something which is purely in the realm of the physical. Um, I think fitness in many respects is measurable. You know, uh, we're talking about uh, your performance, your stats as an athlete. Your stats? Um, your stats as an athlete, you know, how, how quickly you can run a 5K, what kind of uh, resting heart rate you have, how much weight you can lift, how many repetitions of said weight can you lift. Now, um, all of those kind of things, you know, and they encompass a very broad spectrum of athleticism. You've inadvertently started to answer my next question in your, in your elaboration on this difference between health and fitness, um, which is, going back to um, stats, um, if you were going to make a trading card, a top trump for fitness, what stats would you put on the fitness card? Would it be mm. the 5K? Would it be the max bench press? Would it be um, the resting heart rate? Would it be something else? Is this a stupid question? <laughs> Undoubtedly, no. I think um, I, I'm, I, you know, I would, I would put fitness alongside athleticism. I, I would say that in many respects, those two are similar. I think um, they share a lot of the qualities um, that we would be able to measure, such as, say, endurance, strength, speed, um, explosivity. Um, and, and, you know, and you could create ratios, say, in relation to your body mass and this and that. But I think also it's maybe more interesting um, when you pair that to specific sports, you know. So you could definitely have trump cards for, say, football um, or boxing. Um, and different categories would come up, even though the underlying essence of it would be the same. But the skill um, into which they manifest themselves would be very different. So do you think there is um, an objective measure of fitness or is it always um uh relative to what one is trying to accomplish in that in that instance and of course that's true in an evolutionary sense but where you know survival of the fittest it means most appropriate for their surroundings but humans can adapt to basically any climate so the degree of um uh, relativity there sort of goes away in one sense perhaps yeah, true. Um, I think there are still broad categories. I think you could say definitely flexibility is pretty important in any discipline. 
I would say endurance, you know, stamina is also a big one. Uh, strength is pretty crucial too. Uh, balance, speed or explosiveness. And I think those five are, are pretty important, uh, pretty overarching categories. And you could fit a huge number of more specific ones underneath any of those rubrics. Interesting. And um, let's talk about um, just very briefly um, your own journey with uh, flexibility. Um, now, right? Do you do you <laughs> remember Nick when you? Um, it must have been four, two years ago now, um, when you claimed that you were going to be able to do the splits within three months. Yeah. Uh, what happened? What happened? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, what happened? Tell us about I think, that journey. I think, I think you're referring to what didn't, actually. <laughs> uh, and um, it turns out that I had, in fact, underestimated um, flexibility and the ease with which it can be acquired. And I think maybe in my uh, testosterone-driven world of brute athleticism i of prioritized which the splits are central <laughs> I, well no in which the splits didn't figure at all <laughs> i i prioritized um strength and endurance and just general badassery or badassness depending on which adjective you prefer yeah, how you your orthography and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um the splits didn't figure, and so um, my my workout routine, which didn't encapsulate much stretching, uh, was very much to the detriment of my flexibility. And so when I tried to incorporate that, I found it um, much harder than uh, what I was anticipating. And I think because uh, even just the practice of flexibility is a very soft one. It's a very soft-minded one. It's not about strength. It's not about some sort of anger or, or, or energy that you want to expel um, but or, but it's almost you know a very meditative practice you know and it's about fluidity and agility rather than um, than toughness and hardness um, and so I think finding a balance between those two things has definitely been an important part of my journey and one that I'm very much still on and can you now do the splits no this was why I'm still <laughs> This is why I'm still on the journey. Um, and, you know, who knows? This may be a journey that never ends. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Um, and, and, well, so this is, this is interesting, right? I've, I've, um, I've kept stretching fairly regularly. I've recently started incorporating yoga into my routine, particularly during these quarantine times. I think it's a good practice to take up. It sits quite neatly between meditation and exercise, both of which I'm quite fond of. Um, so in a sense, it was a perfect discipline for me, which was right under my nose this whole time. But um, I have noticed that I have certain uh, certain difficulties in, in places in my body where I've, where I've either uh, suffered extensive injuries over the course of my amateur <laughs> athletic career um, and where flexibility is a lot harder to come by. So, for instance, in the muscles on the right on the right leg, particularly in the groin and just um, in the in the thigh area, the hamstring, I'm much less flexible uh, than I am on the on the left leg. So, um, actually, I can do the splits a lot further once on to one side than I can to the other, um, and simultaneously, I can also I can also kick much higher with my left leg than I can with my right. Um, 
Interesting. So, 90, so 90 degree Nick, we called him, for how for the angle at which his legs could be. One <laughs> remained rigid, the other straight up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what circle of people is referring to me as 90 degree <laughs> Nick, but this is the first I've heard of it. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, t- tell me about um, your own process with... Uh, with fitness and how you oh. how you view these particular categories and what you're doing to um, up your athleticism. Okay, fit. Uh, I wasn't expecting to have to answer questions myself. I was sort of expecting that I would just undermine the things you said. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. So, so I. The... <laughs> I suppose I will uh, talk about how. Specifically, what I've been doing in the in the um, in the quarantine times, in the times when we are we are locked away, um, you are with your family in Geneva. Um, I'm with my family in in Zurich, which in many ways is a similar place, um, and we're we're sort of in the hills near near yeah. Zurich city. Um, both Swiss, both Swiss, lots of countryside, yeah, um, mountains. mountains. They're a little bit further away. Not that mm. far, but a bit. Um, mm. So I've been, I've been, I've been on a, actually sort of a three-day uh, cyclical workout regime, whereby I'm, ve- I'm fortunate enough that I have some weights in my in my basement. Um, so I've been on one day lifting weights. Um, I'm sticking. I don't have very advanced weights. So I'm sticking to just pretty basic compound weights: bench press, squats, um, rows. Uh, overhead press stuff like that just trying you know build up strength core strength um i get some definition as well for sort of an aesthetic benefit um and then the next day i've been doing body weight fitness um which is perhaps more um more sort of high intensity more integrative of of cardio and strength um it's a very simple body weight thing that i'm doing um it's called the angry birds workout i found it on nerdfitness.com uh it's a fun workout where it's got lots of different levels and you just move up as your as your fitness increases wasn't angry birds an app on the iphone yeah i mean still is um and the idea the reason the two related yeah well the reason it's called that is because in angry birds if you killed all the pigs with your bird, because the, the birds hate the pigs, right? And they want to kill them with a slingshot. Right. Uh, and so they, if you it's kill... kind of Orwellian. Kind of Orwellian. And if... It, Orwellian, really? <laughs> Animal farm. Uh, well, maybe that's a reach. I, maybe. Um, yeah, I guess. Anyway, the birds want to kill the pigs. And if they kill the pigs in good time, with the fewest number of birds possible, then you get three starts. Likewise, if you can complete the highest intensity exercise in the workout for your level in under two sets, then you move on to the next level. And so what my regime is, two sets of um, 50 decline push-ups, uh, two sets of 30 jump squats. i to move that up for the next one, I think. Um, two sets of 15 pull-ups, and two three-minute planks. Uh, and that takes about 20 minutes, a little over 20 minutes. And I actually do that with a friend over, over Skype for um, increased accountability um, and reducing rest period, which I always find I'm fairly liberal with when I, when I work out my own. 
Uh, and then the other day is running. I go running around the woods. I have a circuit that I do along some nice trails. Um, makes me feel like I'm in an RPG. Um, it's about four and a half kilometers. It's, uh, it likewise takes about, I don't know, half an hour or so. Um, Sounds like a, a pretty solid routine. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's um, how I understand um, fitness and how I've yeah. been working on it. In and I suppose I should say how that's changed from pre-quarantine times, where um, I would go to the gym maybe four times a week, and I would just I walked a lot because I I lived in um, Oxford and there's no I don't take the buses there because they're confusing and I never got around to fixing my bike, so I would walk everywhere. But I lived quite a long way from where I needed to go, so I'm probably walking close to an hour every day um and then i would walk to my college where my gym was do a workout there work out for an hour or so may and the cardio i do there is i would uh, skip i would do a lot of skipping to walk for my workout well this all sounds quite comprehensive yeah um sorted. although you didn't really mention much with regards to flexibility which is something you nagged me on earlier so i'm returning the favor here not very flexible yeah and is that problematic to you I mean, not at the moment. Do you feel Do you feel restricted in your other workouts by your lack of flexibility? Um, no, but I put that down to youth, and I think that before long, to youth, right. yeah, before long, this will this will bite me, and I should get more into uh, flexibility. Okay, which brings us back, in fact, to the Socrates quote that yeah. you mentioned earlier. Um, so would you say, in fact, that your philosophy to working out is more about um, maintenance and, um, you know, uh, preventative, a preventative solution to the inevitability of aging? Or are you um, striving for some sort of goal you know are you looking to push yourself are you looking to perfect yourself in certain respects um that's an interesting question and i think that uh at the moment it's maintenance because i don't have anything specific uh to to which i'm working towards um in the past i have i i did a, a half marathon last year which i trained for um uh, I, as as you have, have done some Thai boxing in the past and, and trained very hard when I had fights for those coming up. Um, but at the moment, I've got no big physical challenges um, coming up for which I am training. Uh, although maybe I will. We have, we have claimed that we're going to walk across Switzerland in just a few months' time, so maybe I'll start training with a mind to that. Yeah, that's definitely a good target to have in mind, and it's certainly one that I'm bearing in mind what, when what I'm about, training. But um, uh, how just, are you training for it? One, uh, I keep it in the back of my mind when I just go about my regular workout. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a yeah, it still uh, it's more of a mental anticipation, and um, I'm I'm hopefully looking to explore the mountainous regions which i have nearby access to once the conditions of the lockdown ease up a little bit and i feel less guilty about being outside of my house on such a casual basis also there's still quite a lot of snow in the mountains it's only april yeah yeah um, but you know i'm not necessarily going to walk uh, very far up into the mountains mm. um i'm just going to get used to even a slightly higher altitude 
uh, to mountainous terrain um, and to to climbing. You know, what would you say your current altitude is? I wouldn't even be able to hazard a guess. I honestly have no idea. Mm. Uh, I live in a... about four hundred meters would be my guess. So not right. that high. Um, having googled it having googled it yeah <laughs> well I, I imagine that it's given me the altitude of, of Lac Le Mans which I assume you're not okay. directly yeah, no, that's, to Lac that's, Le Mans that's pretty much pretty much the same altitude um yeah okay so Nick having talked a little bit about fitness and how that plays into our health and, and what we're sort of doing during the quarantine times um I thought we'd move on more broadly to um health and I found an article here from the Wisdom Times, so you know it's wise. Um, and it's and timely. And timely. And the article is called 10 Healthy Habits for Busy People. Now, I, I like what they've done here because, in fact... <coughs> oh, excuse me. Bless you. Thank you. you. Wow, sneezy boy. Look after your health. <laughs> um, Hay fever. Uh, well, maybe you should Probably. get that scene too. Um, it's called 10 Healthy Habits for Busy People, and I like what they've done here because, in fact, uh, they know that their target audience are busy because there are only eight habits on the list. Um, Which makes me doubt the credibility of the entire article. <laughs> oh, no, 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 there are, there are two healthy habits, but the first eight are bolded with a paragraph after them, whereas the bottom two are not bolded and do not have paragraphs explaining on them. Um, right. Anyway, I'm going to read you these 10 habits... And um, I thought maybe you could then rank them. Okay, number mm -hmm. one, get more sleep. Step two, exercise. Habit number three, diet. Um, it, it doesn't say just diet generally. Their rules for dieting are drink more water, cut out sugar, and eat mindfully. And maybe eat less. Number four, getting more concrete now, weekly cook-up. Um, it's, it's a time saver, it's a money saver, and it's healthier. Do meal prep. Number five. This is really abstract. Pay yourself first in two ways. And what they mean is start the first half of your day by working on your own project or a book or a startup and join the rat race afterwards. And what's the other way? I don't know. It's not very clear. Oh, well. Doesn't matter. Uh, six. <laughs> reading. Oh, the other one is literally get... Take stuff out of your paycheck for the bills and whatnot before you actually right. do it. Six, reading. Do some reading. Seven, journaling slash writing each day. Eight, meditation. Nine, call your mum because family is important. And ten, say I love you more often, both to yourself and to others. And this was written by Sage Michael. I think Sage is his title, not his first name. This is a confusing article, Yeah, I must admit, because most of the suggestions are luxuries of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. So telling people to take more time to speak to family, read, sleep, diet, is like telling pe busy people to just chillax, man. <laughs> just take it easy, bro. Yeah. Why are you in such a rush? Yeah. So, I think that's a bit confusing. But that being said, this is the perfect time in which to build up those particular habits, right? And 
hopefully when you find yourself caught up in the rat race again, um, you, you might be able to take forward some of the habits which hopefully you'll be able to implement now. Yeah. And I think a lot of that advice makes sense in the current context, you know. Uh, I think things like sleep are things which I've often neglected. Yeah, and, I've been doing um, that this quarantine. You've been neglecting sleep? Yeah. Well, you have quite a strict sleeping pattern during this quarantine, don't you? Well, I've been getting up earlier, but I have not necessarily right. been going to bed earlier. And how's that been working for you? Uh, it works fine for like three days in a row. I have been going to bed a bit earlier, but not earlier enough. And have you, without exception, been getting up at the same time every day? No. Mm, no. Mostly I have. My alarm goes off at six, and I get out of bed at probably half past six. I would and like... do you ever allow yourself to sleep in? Well, today I did. I, I slept in a little bit today until for about 7.45. But I, the way I view it is, the way you build habits isn't deciding to do something and then you just do it forever. It's... You, you each day have this as an intention and a goal and you work towards that as holistically as you can. And if you fall yeah. off the bandwagon, just get back on the bandwagon. It's not very high off the ground. And tell yourself you love yourself more often. No, I'm not doing that. What's <laughs> that bastard ever done to me? Times. I know, but tell yourself you love you. Okay, that way madless not lies though. Because here's what I'm thinking. And like, I'm sure this isn't how most people interpret the article. But... What I think Sage Michael is doing is he's literally sitting in front of a mirror and going, I love you. I love you. <laughs> I, I love... And he's making a heart symbol with his hands and pointing at the mirror. And he's doing a, like a back and forth thing and he's winking. And that's sure, deeply we could, suspicious. We could choose to interpret it differently, though. You know, it could be uh, a more healthy way of having an inner dialogue with yourself, you know, not beating yourself up too badly when you fail, uh, either to hit a certain target or to take up a certain initiative you promised yourself you would. And maybe if you talk to yourself in a healthier manner, you you still, you know, encourage yourself to keep going and to do better but going forward. Here, and I know maybe that's a bit idealistic, but... Perhaps. Where here is the, ba is the line between... Being kinder to yourself and complacency. Hmm. That's an interesting question. I think in your actions. Mm. I think um, in the sincerity of your thoughts, firstly, because you can be kinder to yourself, which is to say more forgiving yeah. um, in a genuine manner, such that you say, okay, you know, I haven't done what I wanted to do, but... I can't beat myself up too badly over it. Um, and in fact, maybe I should focus on my accomplishments instead of my failures and then try to build on those accomplishments. Whereas complacency might be, ah, you know what? That, that'll do. <laughs> Let me go take a nap. <laughs> and so I think actually in practice, they're quite easy to differentiate. Maybe, um, maybe. So practice is the difference yeah. between... Um, action and intention which is true that's not insightful maybe tying everything we've spoken about today yeah um all together is that um you know that that quote by socrates um mentioned or referred to getting yourself into a certain shape purely for the sake of that shape 
um, purely for the sake of experiencing such a degree of, I guess, self-perfection. Yeah. Right. And um, particularly at this, at this kind of time, you have all the time in the world to get to that level, but you don't um, necessarily have the sort of the stick and the carrot on either end um, enticing you to do so, you know, and you may not be able to set yourself objectives like preparing for a fight or wanting to run a marathon. Um, so this turns into just maintenance and building habits for the sake of your sanity. And I think that that links health to fitness as it were, um, you know, and, and this idea of being kinder to yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. And I think that's valid. However, something we've overlooked in saying that, um, we, you know, there's plenty of time at this stage. That's true for a lot of people. Um, uh, but there are people who, who still have to work and there are also, you know, this is a very stressful time for a lot of people. Um, and, and do you have any words of, of wisdom in terms of building healthy habits for people who might be, uh, who might be more, um, stressed out? Uh, the essential workers, uh, valuing their contribution, I, I think is, is not such consideration because most people still have to work and they do it from their own home and it's, you know, you're not doing a lot of stuff outside of work and being at home, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But for people who are stressed out, people who this is a very difficult time, who might find it hard to get off that initial sort of um, comfortable place and into the world of healthier new habits, which I'm not claiming that either of us have done, how would you say that to them, to these people, to our millions of fans? How would I, how would I tell them to try and take the initiative how would you to, encourage to... people who might be a bit stressed out um i would say you know honesty and sort of integrity are probably the most important part of this you know and and maybe this refers to this whole idea of self-love and this and that but i would say you know take a deep breath and yeah but in a less stressful way than that <laughs> You, you also never exhaled. That was the most torturous meditation. Yeah, the real type A meditation. Like, I'm going to do this 10 minute meditation in four and a half minutes. <laughs> speed, speed. <laughs> no, I would say, I would say, you know, um, take this as an opportunity to sort of sit down and try to reevaluate um, your, your, your condition. And I, and I know that a lot of things are in a state of unpredictability and the future holds more uncertainty now than ever before, perhaps in, in a lot of cases. But you know, there are things which are maybe a little bit more intangible, but maybe more dependent entirely on yourself, such as your mental well-being, your physical well-being. And this is maybe a good opportunity for you to work on those, you know. And uh, one important thing that I've learned from meditation is that consistency is maybe the key. And the analogy that was used in some of the guided meditations I followed was that of an elephant taking one steady, solid, slow, but consistent step one after the other, you know, and, it, and it's not a sprint, it's not even a race, really. Just start taking little steps to try and build healthier habits for yourself. And inevitably, you're going to fuck up. That's part of the process. Embrace that part of the process. But take this as an opportunity to prioritize yourself and your well-being if you have the luxury to do so, rather than uh, throwing everything you have at the uh, aforementioned rat race. Well, I think that um, 
I think that about covers it and that we're fast running out of time. We don't want to take too much of um, the people's day away from them. Are there any, are there any final thoughts you have? Any last meditations? Any last um, insights that you want to share? Though that you did that <laughs> very, very well just now, I think. I mean, you mentioned accountability, mm. you know, um, in the context of your uh, workout plan. Mm. And um, I think what we're doing here is giving each other accountability as well, you know, maybe in the habits that we develop. Um, and where you have the luxury of a social circle, even if it's one that you're distant from, if, you're, if it's one that you're quarantined from, isolated from, these things still don't have to have, to happen in isolation. You know, and I think sharing your progress, sharing your initiative is cool because um, in a in a in a very unique circumstance, we're really all in this together. You know, this is the first time that we're maybe across the globe so deeply united in our condition. And so, you know, take this as an opportunity to reach out and figure out this process as a community, even if you have to do it um, via the medium of technology. Well, um, yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, there you have it from, from uh, Mr. Nick Schmiley himself. Socialism is the way forward. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, the revolution will be televised. The revolution will be televised. The revolution will be uh, live streamed on Twitch. Um, <laughs> thank you all so much um, for listening today. Uh, my name's Adam. My name is Nick and for now. For now. Well, you never know. I may have a change of heart tomorrow. Well, okay. For, okay as, of, as of recording... We've discussed alias. Your name you is know. Nick, uh, and my name is Adam. That may change, but um, thank you so much for listening, yeah. and, and goodbye. And, and remember, this is an unqualified guide to the good life, oh, because we have no qualifications. No qualifications. Whatsoever. None. Should have started with that. <laughs> we should have led with that. Yeah, no, we're, we don't know what we're talking about, really. But, you know... Maybe our process of self-discovery can help your process of self-discovery. Yeah. Bye. All right. Onwards and upwards to the good life. To the good life.